Yo, what's good, y'all? It's your boy, Celine Collins. This is another episode of Truly Helpful, the podcast. We are so, so glad to have you again. Uh, y'all know the deal already. Look, make sure y'all like, subscribe, and share this with a friend for a friend. You know what I'm saying? We never know who this might help out, right? So today I want to talk to y'all about something that's very true to me, man. Um, well, at least this week um, is your timing is your time, right? Let me say that again. Your timing is literally your time. When I say that, I mean, look, everybody has their own way of progression, right? My thing, sometimes sometimes I do things really fast, and sometimes I do things very slow, but steady, right? So um, this past weekend, um, me and my wife, Jasmine, we purchased a home in Atlanta, right? Um and a pretty decent size home at that. Um, and it's something that I've been having on my list to do for a long time. And it was so rewarding uh, just when, you know, we signed the papers and uh, we put the money down that we need to put down and everything like that nature and got the keys. And when I first turned, and, uh, turned that knob to walk into my, my new home um, in Atlanta, it was crazy, man. It was almost like a surreal moment. Um, one of those things, it's one of those moments where you kind of like time freezes and you're like, this is where I started from and here I am now, right? It was one of those dope, super dope moments. Um, and my thing is, timing is everything. So let me give y'all, so let me give y'all some background to what I'm saying. So... Um, this is not my first home or anything like that. I, I have multiple um, uh, properties, but this one probably was one of the most important ones for me um, because one, if anybody knows me, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I love Charlotte. Don't ever want to leave Charlotte. Never even thought about leaving Charlotte. Just want to stay in Charlotte, right? Nothing's better than Charlotte, North Carolina. But like I said before in previous podcasts, um, this is the time for me to be aggressive, um, and so the opportunity arrived for me to be able to extend uh, things out to Atlanta, um, also with my wife. And so it was super dope. The opportunity came up. Long story short, we went down there, found this house literally like the second day of looking at houses. Um, really loved the house. Had to go get it. Now, mind you, beforehand, we were trying to buy a home in Charlotte. Now, anybody that's in the housing market or been in the housing market for the past two years, the housing market has been crazy, right? Housing market has been ridiculous. Not necessarily a buyer's market, definitely a seller's market. And I sold one of my properties or whatnot. But um, but far as buying it, it just seemed like everything worked this, worked itself out with this Atlanta property. But we were in Charlotte. We were looking and looking. And it was just like, I'm not paying this much for this house <laughs> in Charlotte, right? It was like, I'm talking about three bedrooms, 500,000. <laughs> like, it was like with no backyard. You know, it was like kind of crazy. It was just like, I'm not paying this, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... It was one of those things, and I kind of gave up on it, if I'm being honest with y'all. You know, all the money was together. Everything was good. Credit is always great. 
But I was like, look, man, I'm done looking at houses. I'm done kind of pulling around. We really don't even need no other house. We're really just doing something to be doing something at this point. Like, that's kind of how my thought process was at first, right? But, man, when I tell you, man, so like I said, I'm checked out. My wife, she's not checked out. She's like, oh, I'm getting a house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could tell that was her thing, right? Man, we go to Atlanta, handling some business. She's like, well, let's check out some houses while we out here. All right, cool. Check day one. Saw some things we didn't we liked or whatever, but nothing that really like stuck out to us. Day two, my relative P, who's the GOAT. So if y'all ever in Atlanta, y'all need a realtor. P show. That's my guy. Tell him Lane sent you. I'm probably gonna tag him somewhere in the video or something like that. But look, super dope guy. He came, he was like, yo, matter of fact, before we finish up the day, y'all, I'm uh I'm gonna show y'all this one last property real quick in a neighborhood that my wife absolutely loves. Uh, some friends of ours stay in that neighborhood, and, and when she first got there, she was like, oh, my God, I love this neighborhood. I love where it's at. Boom, boom, boom. Man, saw this house. Both of us fell in love with the house, right? Now, it's crazy how, like I said, timing works, right? So the situation with that house was, I'm going to be real, that house was over budget for us. Well, not that we couldn't afford it. Let me not say that. But in my budget of where I was like, look, I'm paying this. And this is where I can pay this. I don't even got to think about it. Just take what y'all need to take. And then we good. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me sign the paper. But for some reason, my wife was so gung-ho about this crib. And I, I mean, I love the crib too. But it wasn't enough for me to pay thirty to, I think, 40000 over our budget. Well, over my budget. I was like, nah, I'm not rocking with it. Man, so we're in Atlanta. That's why I said Peter Goat. P doing his negotiation thing or whatever like that. We end up getting these people to come all the way down from the house by like 40000 40000 right? It all worked out. We signed a paper. Let me get to my point. I gave y'all some background on what the situation was and why I said timing and your timing is very key and important. Without me knowing, just being a good steward of my money, I've actually been saving and doing the right financial steps to be able to purchase a house of this magnitude without me knowing. I'm just trying to be a good steward of my money, pay off. You know, when I use my credit card, I pay it right off. You know what I'm saying? Don't really use my debit card too much. Only use my credit card so that way I can accrue different points and all those type of things actually like get some benefit for using my money. Right. Um, and so, uh, making just smart deals in the stock market and all these different things. Right. And then, and, and then saving money and investing in and all those type of things. So I've been doing that for like about two years now. Um, I was doing that prior to, but I'm talking about this time I was like really heavy and it may be because I knew I was having children on the way maybe or stuff like that. And, um, and me and my wife just got married, but I was just like, yo, look, let me like really focus on this financial thing. So in return, because I'm focused on my finances, naturally your partner is going to do the exact same thing. You're in the same household. So she was doing the exact same thing that I was doing, not knowing that um, this opportunity would arise. And we really had literally like a weekend to make a decision. And that's why I say your timing is so important because even in the event that you don't think that something is attainable at the moment, still push uh, as if it is attainable um, in the near future, right? So meaning like 
a lot of people I know when they're about to buy a house and stuff like that, they try to keep their debt really low. Then they start saving a lot more in chunks, right? But it's like you're trying to like squeeze all this saving and get all this debt consolidation and everything down in like a two-month span. So now you're like, okay, I want to see what house I can get approved for. When really play the long game and be doing this for about two years, you know what I'm saying? At least that's what's been working for me. So do this for about like two years, and I'm telling you, y'all, like, you're going to look up and you be like, dang, my credit booming. Credit cards looking crazy, like good and crazy good, like no balances on them joints. You feel me? Uh, I don't have debts in other areas either, so, like, I don't have a car payment or nothing like that. We pay those off. So it's like, okay, cool. And then not only that, but then – fast cash like that liquid you got you got stacks in the in the, in the bank you feel what i'm saying like so then when the opportunity arise you don't have to sit there and try to pull from here pull from there let me see if i can get a loan from here let me see if they approve me from here to the, you don't gotta do all that really the ball's in your court when you when you kind of balance like that because now the banks want you right because clearly like he got his stuff together they got their stuff together we're going to give them pretty much whatever they want. So now you can be able to leverage those type of things, those conversations. But then not only that, though, even for me being a buyer in this particular um, scenario, the seller was having some issues with people, like their paperwork was messing up. So like they would have somebody, oh, I want the house, whatever, boom, boom, boom. I guess their money was a little funny. How to go back on the market. So when, you know... They know that you coming correct. I pay the earnest money. Like, no problem. I'm talking about soon they, mm, I'm sending it to them. Boom. Like, it's like the reason why we had more wiggle room with that 40, 40 G's I was telling y'all about because it's like, oh, no, they serious. They got the money. They ready to pull the trigger right now. And they not from here. So they leaving. It, it was like Friday. We gave them till Sunday when we was leaving, go back to Charlotte. Like, hey, y'all got to make a decision. Y'all going to take our offer or not. You get what I'm saying? And that's why I said timing is so important. Your timing and time, and your timing is your timing and why your timing is so important. Don't look at what I did. Don't look at what your parents did or your cousins doing or whatever. You know your financial situation, right? You know what you can afford and what you cannot afford. You know your budget. And if you don't know these things, you need to know these things, right? Because you don't want to be in a situation where, okay, a house is really good and you make an emotional decision because you're like, oh, this house is so beautiful, whatever like that. But it's not in your budget. You don't want to do that, right? You do not want to buy something that you cannot pay for without stressing about it. I'm going to say that again. When buying a home, you do not want to buy something that you cannot pay for without stressing about it okay i'm looking deep in the camera so i'm looking at you that's exactly what i mean when i say this all right because i know a lot of people a bank will approve you of a crazy amount of loan or whatever like that but those monthly payments let's be honest you trying to do everything in your power to make sure you can hit these monthly payments don't do that guys just because you want some uh some marble or some quartz you know what I'm saying? Like you want a new, uh, new, new uh, development and all that. Like y'all, don't put yourself in that in that place. You get what I'm saying? So I'm telling y'all right now, when buying a home, say it again. When buying a home, make sure that you actually 
buy something from a monthly payment standpoint that you can actually afford. You need to already know what you are capable of and comfortable with affording, you know what I'm saying, before you even get into that. So you need to know those finances because I'm telling y'all that's playing the long game because if you do something that you, you, you pay in the payment from a monthly payment of something that you can actually afford and you don't even have to think about it, when other opportunities arrive from other properties, guess what? You're not stressed about this one. So guess what? I can go now buy another one. You get what I'm saying? You got to have make sure you got that fast cash and then you can use that as a rental property um, and then let that shoot, let that pay for your mortgage because I ain't paid for no mortgage in some years now. You feel what I'm saying? And that's why. So, like I said, your timing is everything. bro. So, like making sure, though, you have to be prepared and you have to be doing the work the whole time. So then when the uh, situation arises, where you actually have to like make a move on something, you can do so, right? So y'all, I'm not telling y'all something I just didn't do. Literally, I've been working on finances, right? And being due diligent about my money and a good steward of my money for two years before this past weekend where I can make a huge purchase like that. And I'm not stressed, like, like that money that was sitting over there was just for this huge purchase. And it's not messing up anything that I got going on, right? Even for a rainy day. Like, it doesn't mess up anything. Like, it's like, all right, cool. We got that. That's what that's for. Boom. Now it's going to re-up. You get what I'm saying? You want to make sure that you're doing that with housing. A lot of people do that. And then, y'all, most definitely, I'm going to say this one time. Because a lot of people will buy a house and think as soon as you buy a house, it's a super asset. All right. Now, I'm no financial guru. I'm just a person that do stuff. Right. And I be having some kind of success with it a little bit, just a tad, just a little bit. All right. So check me out. Buying a big old house that you borderline can't afford is not an asset. Why? Hold on. Before you don't hurt me, don't hurt me. I'm saying this because of this. You're not making no money from it. An asset is something that you can make money from. Right? Like cash flow. So, in my opinion, and I'm just speaking to y'all because we just we just popping it off. We just talking right now. In my opinion, I feel like when you buy your first house, I think that's a start of an asset, but it's not necessarily an asset yet because it's like, are you making cash from it right now? Now, I feel like that property number two, yeah, definitely asset. Cash flow. Cause that's what it, like the game kind of changes and your money frees up after that second property, right? Like the first property is good. It's like a milestone. It's like, boom. All right. I'm on the road to getting assets, right? Like liquid assets, but that's not necessarily asset just cause you bought a crib. Feel me? That's why I always say stay in a budget so that way you can get crib too and don't have to worry about it. And at the same time, when you're talking to the banks, the banks know your debt net ratio. So that way, guess what, y'all? They'll give you the loan because you're not trying to go to the tippy top of what you can actually get. You feel what I'm saying? So that way you can kind of split these things 50-50 and you can buy property one. You stay in that one with your peoples or whatever like that. And then guess what? You got property two over here and you get, if you want to do Airbnb, short-term rentals, have rental, uh, renters, whatever you want to do, have that. They pay for that mortgage. Of course, make your money that pays for this mortgage. 
So now all that money that you were going to pay on property one, uh, you don't pay it. You get what I'm saying? Because they over here paying it for you and that one. So now you get to free up your money, stack it up, be responsible with it. That doesn't mean go out here and splurge and live above your means and all that kind of stuff. That's not what that means. A lot of us do that. And we all know that we do. We get a little bit of money or we get some and then we go and like start acquiring things that we didn't even need. Like you go get a second property, you got some money, some cash flow flowing in. Now all of a sudden you want a new car. You don't need a new car. What's wrong with your car that you got right now? Nothing. You feel what I'm saying? That's a timing thing, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm about to put it all together because we about to end this. My thing is this. If I stay with my Honda, even though I can avoid I can afford a Tesla, right? I don't need the Tesla right now. I got this Honda, it's paid off, right? Nothing's wrong with it. Only thing I gotta do is change some charges and some oil changes. You know what I'm saying? Instead of me having a monthly bill on a Tesla, right? And that's taken away from my income that I can be doing from getting property two or three. That's what I'm saying. You don't even know because say if I would have so one of my properties or whatever, got some money or whatever like that, and then I would have turned around and bought a new car. Well, guess what? Now it's a $500 payment that I got, and that's going against my debt-net ratio when the bank comes to see what I'm uh, affording. I can't afford. You get what I'm saying? So y'all, it's just a long game. So what I'm saying is, look, your timing is your time. Let me get to the point. Your timing is your time, meaning that it doesn't matter how slow or how fast you get there as long as you get there. Let me say that again. It does not matter how fast or how slow you get to your goal as long as you get to your goal. Now, make sure you have benchmarks in place so that way you're not being idle on your pursuit to that thing. But check me out. Your timing is your time, right? Other people make a lot more money and still take a longer time to accomplish certain things or build certain assets because they don't make the right decisions, right? Which makes their timeline much longer than what it actually in reality needs to be, right? So make sure that we are being smart with our money. I want to tell y'all, I appreciate all the love that we was getting on social media about the house um, and the purchase. I really appreciate y'all, whatever like that. I'm not a house person, financial guru or anything. I'm just a dude, mainly kind of know about it a little bit because I actually do it, some stuff. So I'm just telling y'all about it. So look, anybody in the comments that want to be like, oh my God, this guy's not a realtor or whatever. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm just a guy that owned a few properties and I'm just telling y'all how I did it from a small scale. Right. So we'll go into more depth about it. What I'm probably going to do is bring somebody on here and do that, that type of thing. So they can um, really let y'all know we can get really into the, uh, the, 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 the meat and potatoes um of of how to actually um acquire these things so look this is truly helpful the podcast we appreciate y'all thank y'all y'all stay blessed and remember like subscribe and share to somebody and just look at the end of the day this be helpful just helpful to somebody um and it goes a long way all right it's your boy Celine. peace